Bart, I've asked you not to whistle that annoying tune. Once again, to Simpsons is greater than your favorite Simpsons podcast in the entire universe. And if you say that's not true, I am not listening. As always, I am your host, Warren, but I have with me today, you all know him, you all love him. What's up, Botter? Yo, what up? What up, Warren? What up, uh, Simpsons greater than uh, uh, audience, listeners, nation, whatever you want to call them. What up, y'all? Yeah, whatever you want to call them. Uh, and I want to welcome everyone to another Q&A. This is, uh, well, I would call this part three, but I don't think there's parts to these anymore. They're just monthly. And so these just exist. And I hope you guys like them. What have you had fun making these so far? Oh, absolutely. At, at this point, I was going to say, uh, you probably don't have to call them parts. You just call them another goddamn good ass episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this is another Q&A. You might know me from my Simpsons collection on Instagram or Twitter. Be honest, it's great, isn't it? Go ahead and say it's great if you want to. But if not, when you're done with this episode, please do me do me a favor. Go check it out, Botter. Why would they not go check this out by now? I, I have no idea. Especially if you are listening to this Simpsons podcast, why are you not following like in, in my eyes the best Simpsons profile on Instagram? Come on, son. I'm not. I'm. I'm not going to argue with you. I'm. I'm just. I'm really feeling myself today. I'm calling this everyone's favorite Simpsons podcast. Botter's telling me that my page is the best. I'm just, you know, this is this is the vibe today. We're just we're just riding high. So yeah, that's man, yo, that's what we're doing today. You're 29 episodes in the game. I mean, uh, I I feel like at this point you can de- there's definitely some credence to saying you know everyone's favorite Simpsons hey, podcast. Well, any anyone that listens from another Simpsons podcast, um, I don't actually believe that, but maybe I do. <laughs> um, but yeah, so again, uh, this is a Q and A. Uh, these will be the last episode of every month from here on out, and I'm really excited again about the response to these. It's cool that you guys want to ask me questions and you know get my take on some of these things, no matter what it is. And uh, just know that I really appreciate it. It gives me a chance to talk about myself, which uh, if you've been listening, you can tell that I enjoy doing that whenever I can. And uh, it's it's nice to take a break from the interviews and just sort of hang out with Botter. Uh, talk about the the podcast, about the Instagram, about the collection, and uh, I really, really enjoy that. And I'm glad to have Botter here uh, as a permanent monthly co-host for these episodes. So everyone that, uh, if this is your first Q&A, go back and listen to the other ones and make sure you send Botter a DM and uh, you know confess your love for him and whatever else you want to do to make him feel welcome. You know, my ego and pride, uh, always appreciate it. I never get enough. Um, I'm trying to keep this second job. I can't get fired from any more uh, co-host gigs. So come on, man. <laughs> well, you help me out here, please. <laughs> you know, and, and don't worry. Uh, I'm, I'm ensuring that Warren's head doesn't get too big. I let him know every right. single time that I see these questions that uh, how lucky he is to have such a receptive um, audience, man. You got like some solid listeners, some very smart, intelligent listeners. I'm looking at these questions now and... Once again, man, like you've got a, a good array of unique and thought-provoking questions. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. And, and just know that those of you that, that have asked questions in multiple episodes so far, I see you and I appreciate you. And it means a lot to have you coming back, uh, hitting me with extra questions. And uh, yeah, it's just, it's just so appreciated. You know, I'm still 
so new to this podcast game, but I'm, I'm doing my best to make this content something that you all want. And uh, this is something that I talk about all the time, but it does mean a lot to know that you guys are enjoying what I'm making and these questions just further show that. I'm really looking forward to making this uh, you know, a normal part of the Simpsons is greater than situation or whatever word you want to use moving forward. And uh, it's, it's just, it's cool. It's really, really cool. I don't know why I'm just talking about how cool it is, but it is very cool. Um, it got you in a good mood. It's got me in a good mood. But Botter, you know, I, I, I do like to give you a chance to shout out your podcast oh, here man, at the beginning. Yeah. For anyone that hasn't heard it before we get rolling into these questions. Uh, so yeah, please shout out the short box and tell people what you guys do. Look, man, I, I am just a, a humble podcast host who happens to have... His own show. You know, I've only been doing it since 2012. Just a small thing, right? Just a small thing. Just, for, gr- just for a little while. <laughs> yeah. I'm still a little green behind the ears. But look, if you enjoy uh, uh, comic books, if you enjoy the, the culture around comic books or, or just kind of general pop culture conversations, check out the Short Box Podcast. Like I said, uh, we've been doing this since 2012. We've covered a, a wide spectrum of comic book and pop culture topics. I've got a crew of longtime friends, including Cesar, Ed, and Ashley. And every week, man, we are talking about the best comic books. We are giving you worthwhile recommendations to check out, as well as, you know, occasionally we have some of the best comic creators on our show, and we enjoy chatting uh, with them as well. So check out the Shortbox Podcast wherever you get your podcast. Wherever you're listening to this sh- awesome show, Go ahead and search for the short box and give us a subscribe. Yeah. Yeah. You guys definitely should be doing that. And and what I will say also is the short box, as I mentioned in the first Q and a, I believe uh, they, you know, all of them have been very like cool to me as someone who's new to podcasting. I was on the short box well before I had a podcast and, you know, probably part of the reason that you're listening to me right now is because they asked me to come over and run my mouth about myself for X amount of time. So uh, you can thank them or, you know, send them hate mail, whatever is, you know. I'll take them on. I, I enjoy it both. <laughs> a little balance. Yeah, a little bit of balance. So you can blame them or love them for me existing in this space. But, you know, we have lots of questions. So, you know, I'll shut up and we will get into the questions. Botter. What do you say we uh, jump in, man? What do you What do you think about that? Uh, all right, so kicking us off uh, for this Q&A episode, I'll start off with a question from uh, Bart Side of the Moon, which is a fantastic... I, I will say a, that is probably one, some of my, uh, one of my favorite things about doing these episodes are reading some of these awesome uh, <laughs> IG handles. It makes me like question mine, and I'm like, yeah, I need to go ahead and step it up. But anyways, this question comes... From Bart's side of the moon, he asked, if you could make one episode of the show into a full-length movie, which episode would it be? Yeah, so I I feel like, you know, listening back to previous Q&As, I'm always like, man, that's a really great question. I just want to say, not only are these all great questions, but I knew that I had to sort of make, uh, you know, not answer them in advance, but give them some thought so that I wasn't just like running my mouth with no point. Uh, so I gave this one some thought, and ultimately... I land back at the same place every time, which is who shot Mr. Burns. I just and I, I know that everyone is probably saying, but Warren, that's a two part episode. It's already pretty long, but let's just put, let me put it in perspective for you. Think about it like this. Like imagine what you could do with that story. If it were as long as the Simpsons movie, imagine what you could do with that story. If it were a series, like, like imagine if they had the wherewithal, to make a whole season that was continually exploring that story. Think about how cool that would be. So I think, you know, it's one of my favorite episodes uh, or pairs of episodes in the entire show, 
But I think if you really look at it, and there's some, there's a lot of good answers for this, but I think it's the most like a movie, and I think it has the most potential to dig into a story. Like you could, you could explore so many options within that story if you really, you know, had a movie's length to do it. Uh, so uh, that's that's where my brain uh, continually ended up. Like, what do, what do you think about that, Butter? Well, I, one, I think I was right there kind of with you, um, only because it, it felt like such an epic at the time when it did come out. Like, I, I do remember, like, thinking, like, holy shit, like, this episode did not end this week. Like, I, I definitely got to tune in next week, you know, as, as a kid. Um, but I, I, had a, I had a question. How often, or I guess how many, to the best of your knowledge, um, how many... Like two part episodes have there been in The Simpsons? So like, is it a common thing? It's not a common. Is, and thing. is that the longest? Is that the longest like kind of episode runs? Did they ever do three parts or four parts? I've never seen a three part. Uh, there have been other two parts, or at least I will say at least one other two part. For some reason, off the top of my head, I think there's been three, including Who Shot Mister mm. Burns. But I know for sure there's been two. Uh, but the second one was not that long ago. It was only like four. I think four years ago. And I'm actually drawing a blank on that name. It was a, it was a parody of, um, oh my God, what was it a parody of? It was a, oh, it was a parody of empire. And, uh, it was, it was good. It was a cool episode, but it's something that I wish they would do more often. There's so many episodes. I I think we get into this, uh, at some point, a a parody of the, the, the Terrence Howard, uh, empire show. Yeah. It's like a sort of a nod to that. Yeah. If, oh, if I'm not cool. mistaken, it's been okay. a few years since I watched it, but that's what I recall. Um, yeah, yeah. So there, there's a lot of episodes that I think, uh, I'd say a ton that need to be longer. There's like so many episodes that I'm like, man, if they just had an extra 20 minutes, that story would be perfect. Mm. Uh, so I did write a couple runner-ups down with that in mind. And uh, one of those is Camp Krusty. If you've listened to these before, you know that supposedly that was originally pitched as a movie. Like back in in that season or before that season, they talked about like, oh, what if we did a movie uh, about Bart going to camp? And that was sort of like pitched around as like, you know, potential for a movie. And I wish they would have done that. I think it would have been really cool if even later on they would have explored that in some way, like maybe a a similar story. Uh, I guess there's I guess it'd be hard to do that now that I say it out loud. It doesn't make a lot of sense. (laughs) They've already told the story, but it would be cool. Uh, to see that as you know a full length movie, there's a lot that happens in that episode, and a, another one is a recent episode. It's from this season. It's only like a couple weeks old, and that is "Do Pizza Bots Dream of Electric Guitars," uh, which is one of I got to say, and I might lose some listeners over this because I know there was a lot of uh, back and forth in the Simpsons community about this episode. It sort of uh, paints Homer as being a child in the '90s, which a lot of people didn't like. It made some people mad. I won't go too into my thoughts on that because I think everyone needs to realize that in order to tell new stories, sometimes they have to play with that timeline. It doesn't undo or erase old episodes. You don't have to look at it like that. It doesn't It doesn't take place of his other history. It's just a funny story. It's a funny episode. But there was a lot in that episode that I thought was very interesting and it was a new take on Homer, a new side of Homer. And I think if that could have been a like a longer episode, I kept thinking, why is this not a two-part episode? There's so much happening. And I think that would be an awesome longer story for them to tell. So those are the three that I got. I don't know uh, if, if any of you have suggestions or thoughts on that. DM me those as well. I'd like to hear that. You just set up an um, email, right? Like an email for the, the show? Potter, thank you so much. And I also want to say oh. my response once again sounds like that was planned. 
Like, you know what, Bonner? As a matter of fact. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. It's like, oh, no. Nah, but just that's weird. perfect. I did. So, you know, if you guys don't like DMing people, if you, if you, if you like sticking to old classic email, which I mean, let's be honest, it's, it's reliable. It's, it's a lot harder to miss an email uh, than a DM sometimes. So uh, if you want to email Simpsons is greater than at gmail.com, I will be checking that all the time. You can also go to uh, the bio for the Instagram for the podcast and you can email me directly from there. There's an email link. Uh, so yeah, shoot, shoot your thoughts to Simpsons is greater than I, not even, not even just questions. If you just want to say, Warren, you, I, I saw the clip you posted and you're, you look fucking stupid. Go ahead and send me an email and tell me that. That's totally fine. I'm with it. Yeah. We're accepting it all. All right. So next up, <laughs> next question we got lined up is from Sam Grinberg. He writes, uh, what's your favorite Simpsons print advertisement? Uh, well, first of all, I want to give a little shout out to Sam Grinberg, uh, currently working as a character layout artist uh, on The Simpsons. If you go back and listen to my episode with Rob Oliver, I believe that's episode 15. Rob gives Sam a little love, and I do as well. Sam is really awesome. Uh, he sent me a very lovely Christmas card this past holiday, and uh, Sam is great. So, Sam, thank you for submitting a question. Favorite Simpsons print advertisement. Now, this is like a really cool uh, thing because it's like very out of the norm. Like a lot of people will ask me like, what's your favorite episode? What's your favorite whatever? But I really like this question. I had to think about it a good bit. I think the obvious answer is I own the original pencil drawings to what I consider one of the best print advertisements the show ever had, which is done by Bill Morrison. It's a uh, print ad for the premiere of season four. and Every single letter of The Simpsons season premiere is a different character uh, sort of, you know, making the shape of a letter. Like maybe it's like Bart on a skateboard making an E or, you know, uh, Mr. Burns like bending over and making an A. I can't remember exactly what some of them are. You can find it on my Instagram if you go look. But I think it's one of the most creative advertisements, especially from the early ones that they did. So I think that's my favorite, not only because I own uh, the real one, like the original one signed by Bill, but I just think that's like a really bizarre concept. And it would have normally just been like almost like a comic strip. But this is like, I mean, every one of these letters is tattoo worthy. They're, they're all really fantastic. Maybe I'll post it again. Um, I was going to say, have, have you ever have you ever seen them use uh, uh, that the, any of those fonts or, or te- like letters in any anything else? No. And, and the thing is, huh. I, I think the actual advertisement only said season premiere. I don't think they actually used the part that said the Simpsons. So the mm. fact that I own that means I, I own the only version of that that exists. Like they never actually used light that. Flex, light flex. Yeah. It's a bit of a flex, but you know, it's really, really great. I, I, I will post it again, but uh, I, I also thought of, you know, maybe Sam was referring more to, you know, like ads in magazines, like not just like newspaper or whatever. So I did think about it a little bit more. And I think, the, the runner up to that one. Uh, did you ever play Bart's Nightmare Botter? Do you remember much about that game? Like it, it's all the, it's like Bart. Wasn't that hard as hell? Well, they, all those games are hard and they're terrible, but Bart's yeah. Nightmare is the one uh, where he's doing different dreams. So he's like chasing a sheet of paper, which leads him into different worlds. So there's one where he's like Indiana Jones. There's one where he's Godzilla. There's, there's like, there's one where he's uh, swimming and he's like popping these germs. It's really bizarre concept. I actually think it's the first decent game that came out, but there's a Sega ad for that. That's, it just has Bart as Godzilla sort of destroying the town. You see like people like looking back and running from him. And that print ad always jumps out in my brain. 
Uh, I'll have to text it to you, Bader, so you can see it. But that's one that's one that I always think of. So that's what my mind immediately went to when he asked. And so that will be my that will be my number two. Good stuff. All right, let's see what we got lined up next. Uh, so this next question comes from uh, Matt Anglin. I think that's how you say his name. Hey, shout out to shout out to Matt Anglin. Yeah, some of the friends coming through. He asked, uh, favorite celebrity guest appearance. So uh, in the first. I think it was the first question I said that I might lose some listeners for saying that I like, uh, do pizza bots play electric? Wait, no, do pizza bots dream of electric guitars? What a name. Uh, but I think that my answer at least currently comes from that episode. And it's, it's only because, so JJ Abrams is the guest. Uh, and I'm not like a huge JJ Abrams fan or by any means. I, I don't like, there's no like, favoritism happening here. I'm not like, Oh, JJ, Mm. he's great. I've never seen someone guest spot on the show and make fun of themselves that much. I mean, I feel like he had to have gone in there and said, Hey, I want you guys to rip me apart. Like, yes, I will do it, but I want you to just, I want you to just beat me over the head (laughs) with jokes. They really made fun of him. Like if, if, if he wasn't the voice, I would have thought they had a personal vendetta against JJ. Like, I mean, they really let him have it. And so I think seeing that, uh, and seeing someone have such a good sense of humor about what they know people say about them is really nice and refreshing. And it's, it's less of a love letter to him and more of just a like, Oh, like, you know, he's down to have a good time. So let's just really, really make fun of him. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. It it definitely came off like he was, you know, whether he had a big hand in the jokes or not, but I did appreciate that they were pretty self-aware of like how, uh, uh, fanboys definitely like view him yeah. or whatnot, you know, and, and like it, it was very easy to like uh, uh, take out just like um, I guess fill in Star Wars for uh, what was the name of the band he was trying to get back together? Oh, the Funky Four. Yes, the Funky Four. <laughs> uh, if you just replace right? that with like Star right. Wars at any point, like I thought it was like a cool commentary on like how you know the internet had a bunch of fanboys crying out uh, you know against AJ right. so i did i did appreciate like the self awareness of it and like him just like being a good sport to your point yeah and and also if anyone that hasn't watched it but you've seen the discourse online about the episode i think it's very funny and i know all of you know that i apologize for newer simpsons a lot but i don't i don't think that that's because i just love the show i genuinely think they still make a lot of good episodes and if you can watch that episode and not laugh when the guy says, oh, I'm wearing the same shirt as him, and like rips his shirt off. If that doesn't make you laugh, <laughs> then you're just lying. You're, you, you, have a, you have your own vendetta to worry about. It's, it's fucking really funny. So, yeah, that's, that's what I'm going to say for now. There's so many great guest stars on The Simpsons, uh, but my mind has really been on that. I've watched that episode at least three times now because I think that shit's funny. So there you go. All right. So speaking about uh, uh, friends chiming in into the uh, to this Q and A fun, we got uh, a question from our boy James Saboni. James Saboni. James Saboni, man, owner of, of Tiger Records, and he was a guest on your show a couple of episodes back. So it only makes sense that his question, of course, is music themed, and he <laughs> asks uh, for your top four or five musician guests on the show. And he writes, he made a joke, you know, Ramones obviously being number one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, that is the most James shit I've ever heard. Thank you, James. Uh, every, everyone, uh, within everyone that's listening to this, if you haven't, uh, you know, again, go follow my Instagram, Bart of Darkness. Uh, I just posted a, an old gold mine record, uh, magazine, uh, that has a drawing of the Ramones and Homer on the front. 
uh, sort of like from Rosebud. And I'm not really sure why that happened, why they used that on the mag. It clearly was drawn specifically for the magazine. Uh, but we're recording this on Sunday. What is today's date, Botter? Today is Sunday. 28th. The 28th. Yeah, March 28th. Uh, so I just posted it on that day. So go back a couple of days and look at it. Uh, really, really cool magazine. But I, you know, there are a ton, a ton of musicians that have been on The Simpsons. So I did make a list and I did put them in order because mm. I, I feel like I far too often, I'm like, oh, these are in no particular order. So all that's my the, list today, I put that's in order. That's always the easy way. Yeah. yeah, I'm stepping up for you guys today. I'm putting all these in order. Uh, so, uh, coming in at number five, uh, Mick Jagger from the Rolling Stones. Uh, he was in how I spent my strummer vacation. And, uh, I, there's a lot of musical guests in that episode, Tom Petty, Keith Richards, Lenny Kravitz, but I think Mick is the most, he feels the most real in that world. His jokes are very funny. He yells at Homer. Uh, I think, I just think he's really good in it. So Mick Jagger's at number five. Uh, number four, we got my man, Tom Jones from Marge gets a job. Uh, really, really funny. Some, some great line reads. That's sort of my thing. Like they have to feel like they're in the world. Mm. Uh, they have to, they have to not feel like they just recorded a couple lines and that's it. Like they got to feel like they were there. So, uh, number three, you'll like this one, Botter, Johnny Cash, oh, uh, man. from the mysterious voyage of Homer. Uh, and also I want to know what that pepper tastes like, you know, just <laughs> while, while and, and there's a question that will definitely bring that to, to the front. But whenever I watch that episode, I'm like, man, I want to taste that pepper. Uh, that's the one where Homer eats the insanity pepper for those that yep. don't know the name. Uh, Johnny Cash is the voice of the wolf. So. You know, and he's the voice of an, you know, of a, of his, you know, spiritual animal. It's not like he played, yeah. you know, himself, which I thought was, was like a unique, um, uh, perspective, you know, it, he could yeah, I actually just... think it's a coyote. I think it's a coyote. Yes, I'm sorry. Coyote. Wolf, thank but... you. Thank you. Um, yes. Coyote <laughs> plays a coyote. Um, and I thought that was pretty interesting. I was like, man, yeah, if Johnny Cash was a, a, a badass, you know, animal, it'd probably be a pretty badass coyote. Yeah, no, great episode. Uh, coming in at number two, you know, James is sweating right now. He's like, oh my God. Uh, coming <laughs> in at number two, Willie Nelson from Behind the Laughter. Mm. Uh, and he just plays himself. He's just like hosting an award show. He's trying to get the Simpsons back together. Behind the Laughter, you've all heard me say it, one of the fucking greatest episodes of the Simpsons. And that's in season 11. So all you guys that say... Oh, season. Okay. I'm not going down this rabbit hole, but all of you that say season 10 is the last good season, stop it. Go watch behind the laughter. It's probably a top 10 episode, but last but not least coming in at number one, little drum roll. That's nice. Butter. I like that. Oh, thank you. I was like, man, I'm actually talking to a drummer. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Last but not least, the Ramones from Rosebud. I have to agree with James. I think they are the funniest. They all get a line. They call Mr. Burns an old bastard. Uh, They say, up yours, Springfield. This gig sucks. Uh, You know, and then after all that, he says, hey, I think they liked us. Like, they really, (laughs) I I think they're all really, really funny. Yeah. Uh, That episode, obviously directed by the great Wes Archer, uh, who who told me he liked the Ramones. And you can tell. I think that really comes through in the way they're in it. It's really good. So, yeah, I agree with James. The Ramones, probably the funniest, if not the greatest, at least the funniest guest star and probably the coolest band, in my opinion, that they ever had on. So there I, you I go. definitely um, I, I want to chime in here, you know, being being a hip hop head. I, I do love um, hip hop cameos that show up on Simpsons and the the two 100%. that that definitely come to well, three. I'll give you three that come like immediately came to mind when I saw this question was. The 50 Cent cameo, because I think that was yep. like, like the height of his like, you know, 50 Cent uh, uh, mania. Um, so that was really cool. So I feel like once you kind of like get on The Simpsons, it's like, yeah, you are 
concrete, like you have kind of solidified your pop star status, you know, like you are yep. a celebrity for the rest of time. But um, I love, uh, and then for me, number two would be uh, Ludacris coming in with the as Ludacrest, like, <laughs> <laughs> and, like doing the raps in, in the dentist office and stuff. That was pretty funny. That's good. Very and then good. you know I gotta give that number one slot for uh for as far as hip hop uh, music musical guest the Cypress Hill man man I look you love, took you took my runner up yo I love yo, Cypress Hill Cypress Hill is that was such a good little skit for that it, it felt like to your point it felt like you know they were part of that world yeah yeah Cypress Hill uh, it literally number five was between them and Mick Jagger and I mm. I juggled it a little bit I should I I probably sh- you know what I'm gonna go back sorry Mick. You're out of here. Cypress Hill's at number five. I they I, I couldn't decide, but I think you're right. Cypress Hill is so funny. There was a great Twitter thread about their appearance on the show that I'll have to I'll have to send you. Oh, yeah, maybe for I'll sure, post sure. that. Yeah, maybe I'll so, post yeah. that. Yeah, solid question, James. Um, and good. speaking about that uh, that pepper, you know, that hot pepper that sends Homer <laughs> into that dreamlike state. Um, and speaking, you know, uh, and speaking of friends, you know, of the show, uh, chiming in, um, our boy Shaggy. Went ahead and submitted a question, man. Shout out to Shaggy. Hey, Shaggy Black. Yeah. Uh, he goes, he asks, um, give me your top five favorite hot sauces. Which at first I was like, <laughs> come on, Shaggy. You're like, you're embarrassing me, man. Like, yeah, it's Simpsons. <laughs> but to, to his credit, you did um, open your, uh, what episode was it? It was with, it was your interview with uh, Michael Paulson, Paulsino, right? Paulcino, yeah. Paulcino. You opened it talking about you recently have really gotten into hot sauce. And <laughs> I did say so, that. So, Shaggy, good, you know, a good question, good timing. So, what are your top five favorite hot sauces? Yeah, and I think I even made a joke in the actual caption. I don't, for some reason, I like just asked for this, and I don't know why. But uh, you know, to those that don't know this about me, I guess none of you would. I I really like hot sauce, and over the last year of quarantine uh, or pandemic in general. Uh, I really started pushing myself and getting hotter and hotter sauces and just exploring like, you know, some people think that heat is just pain and it has no flavor. I actually think that a lot of times that's true, but it's not always true. And some of the hottest sauces I've ever had do have great flavor and uh, you can find cool ways to use those. So I'm glad Shaggy asked me this. This gives me a chance to sort of talk about some that I really like at the moment. And uh, so I made it, and I put these in order too. This is just the list. Oh, damn, you have stepped this up. This is just the this is the list special here. Like we're, I'm just making all kinds of lists. I'm putting them in order. Um, so here we go. Number five, uh, I got to give it to the last dab triple X. So anyone that watches Hot Ones knows that they always have these different versions of the last dab. Uh, this is not the most recent one. I do have that as well, Apollo. And it is just brutal, man. I I, oh, I can't man. imagine anyone actually likes Apollo. If if someone responds to me about this episode and says I love Apollo, I put it on everything. Yeah, I'm yeah. like you're li- you're full <laughs> of shit. You are lying. Now, if you put Apollo in sauce, like if you use it to boost other sauces, it's mm. it's quite nice. But by itself, it's no joke. If you rub, I tend to taste hot sauces with a chopstick because you got the little grooves on there. You can get a little taste. So you'll dip the chopstick and you'll you'll taste it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Apollo, if you run that chopstick across your tongue, it feels like you put a cigarette out on your on your in your tongue. mouth. It, it is you can feel the exact place that that hot sauce touched your tongue. It's it's crazy, but maybe maybe somebody loves it. And, and to Triple think, X has quick, a lot more flavor, I think. And, and to think that is the last hot sauce that because I, I I agree it it and great description about that cigarette being put out. Um, <laughs> to me, it is not the hottest thing I've tasted, but 
it packs enough punch where I it makes sense that they save it for last. Like imagine on hot ones yeah. going through nine different hot sauces, and you definitely know around five through nine or eight, it's really stupid hot. And then this is. Yeah. You know, that cherry on top. Like, yeah, I, I don't blame any celebrity that's gone on and cried their eyeballs out. No, no. And, and anyone that watches that show also, you will notice that Da Bomb is nowhere near my list because that shit is garbage. That shit is bad. Someone cracked open a battery and put it in every bottle. I'm not, <laughs> I, I never want to eat that again. Uh, so, so yeah, number five, the last dab, Triple X specifically, I think that's the best last dab I've had. Has good flavor, even though it is very hot. Uh, number four, is Queen's Majesty Habanero and Black Coffee. This is a great hot sauce. Uh, but the black coffee really works. It, I don't know if you would taste the coffee if you didn't know it was in there, but it, it does something with those habaneros. Gives it a really, really good flavor, and it's not that hot. I think I'd give this like a five. So you know, anyone out there that wants to know, like this is not crazy hot. These are not ranked by heat, just by uh, by flavor. So that you know, Queen's Majesty they make a lot of really good hot sauces. So look into those. Uh, number three uh, is Truff, the hotter version of Truff. Man. I really like I really like normal Truff, but the hotter one has got that little extra kick. I haven't tried the hotter one yet, but if you're telling me that it's it, that it was possible to get even better than the than the base Truff hot sauce, which oh, yeah. is which which is what I've had, then I'm all for it because that just that oh. basic Truff is so good, man. It's unreal, and and it's it's essentially the same flavor as the other one, but just with more heat, which I like. It's very good on pizza and things like that. The one downside to Truff and anyone that's listening that's tried it is the price. It is a little expensive. I mean, you're looking at like $17, $18 a bottle um, because of the truffle mushrooms. But if you ask me, you got you to gotta pick your battles. I'll splurge a little bit on the Truff. It's so Worthy. good. You just want to you want to make it last. You don't want to just like kill it in a yeah, way. Yeah, that's the one that you count every drop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I really <laughs> use this much of this bottle. Um Okay, so number two, uh, Hot Ones Los Calientes. This is oh. th- this was probably my favorite hot sauce uh, up until very recently. So the number one spot took just took over Los Calientes. Uh, I think it's the most flavorful. It's 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 hot, but it's it's very flavorful. It's got those smoked red jalapenos in there, and I just think it's good on everything. It's good on pizza. It's good on nachos. It's good on anything. I've yet to put it on anything that it's not good on. And a weird little hack for all of you. If you like Chipotle, the Los Calientes with Chipotle is exceptional. I don't know why, but it just really, really goes well with Chipotle. So maybe try that. Is that, is that high on your list too, Bobber? Man, that's, if, if your number one is what I think it is, then I'll let you slide putting it at number two. But yeah, the Los Calientes is so good. Yeah. Yeah. I think and you're you know going to, man, I, I'm sorry, you're putting me on to like some, some interesting hot sauce game. I have never thought about combining some to like boost and add. Like, all right, all right, mad scientist. Yeah, well, I'll, before I go to number one, I'll give, you, I'll give you one of my favorite things. And that is you take a little bit of um, mayonnaise or a little bit of ranch, and then you take some barbecue sauce with that, a little bit of brine from, say, like a jalapeno or a spicy pickle, and then you hit it with a little bit of Apollo to give it that, or last dab, anything really hot. And then you mix all that together. That is like a perfect sauce for like a spicy burger or a sandwich or French fries. Um, you you can really play with that. But if you start with mayonnaise, ranch, or barbecue uh, combined like that, and then give it some of that heat, it basically makes like a. I mean, essentially, it's it is what it sounds like. It's like a spicy mayo, but with some real heat, and you can kind of play with that. So that's my pro tip to everyone. Uh, Los Calientes is fantastic. 
at the number two spot. But number one, I think this is going to surprise you, Botter. And I'm spending a lot of time on the hot sauce talk. If you guys want to ever talk about hot sauces, hit that email, <laughs> hit my DM. Uh, number one, and I don't know when this will get dethroned because this hot, this sauce sort of blew my mind. It is a local company to Jacksonville where Botter and I live called Hotter Than L. And the flavor is Reaper's Revenge. I have not had Reaper's Revenge. I've had the one with the gator on it. Okay. Yeah. Um, but not nah, hotter than L is yo. That's a good. That's a good brand. Yeah. So nice I'm tellin- surprise. Okay. I'm telling yeah. all of you. Um, and actually, you know, anyone that's a Bill Oakley fan, I'm actually about to mail him uh, some of these hot sauces because I love. You know, Bill. If, if you're not following Bill, his food reviews are so great, and uh, Bill likes hot sauce. And so I was like, you know what, Bill, I, I got you on some hot sauce. I want to send you a couple. So. Uh, hotter than L, anyone that likes hot sauce. Now, this has the Carolina Reaper in it, but mm. it's not that hot. Like, I really thought it was going to be a lot hotter. I even made a video uh, for my friends as like a joke, like, oh, here I am. I'm going to eat a big thing of this Reaper's Revenge. It's going to be really hot. And then I was like, wow, that's just really delicious. So this video is not funny. So yeah, Reaper's Revenge is number one. Uh, get online and buy that. They're not sponsoring the podcast, but if you guys want to. If somebody from Hotter Than L hears this, sponsor the podcast. I would love to, yeah, to push sure. your hot sauce. Nothing says uh, uh, Simpsons are greater than, than uh, a hot sauce um, yeah. sponsor. Yeah, I would love to be sponsored by hot sauce. That'd be perfect. But let's get back to the Simpsons. Yeah, Let me know question. your hot sauce thoughts in the email or DM. Yeah, good question, Shaggy. All right, this next question comes from uh, Trillic 89 They ask, this might be a strange question because we all know the Simpsons is perfect. But is there something on the show that is a pet peeve or irks you? A sound they use, how a character was developed, a line that a character says a lot, etc. That's a that's a really good question. And I believe C. Strelick uh, hit us with a question on a previous episode. So thank you for coming back with another great question. Uh, so, I mean, I agree The Simpsons is perfect, obviously. Uh, I think it's greater than blank, which is technically what this podcast name means. It's greater. You, you insert anything. I think The Simpsons is greater than that. Um, but I, I have complained in other episodes about Millhouse and... It's not that I think he's annoying. I actually do really like Milhouse. I just, I wish that he felt like he existed outside of just his interactions with Bart and Lisa. I feel like sometimes Milhouse is only there to like... Be the butt of the jokes. Yeah, he's only there to like help Bart or, you know, suck up to Bart or he's there to like, you know just be in love with Lisa and, and, and beg her to like, like him or be his friend. And I just, I mean, that's all fine. Those jokes are funny, but there's just, I think there's more room for Milhouse to play different roles in the show. And if you, if you go back to like his very early interactions, his character was sort of what it is now, but not quite to the extent that it is. And I've had people tell me, you know, I have no problem admitting this. I've had people tell me they just think that's a bad take. Something about Milhouse just doesn't do it for me the way he it does for a lot of people. I just, I it's not that I have a problem with his character again, but he just doesn't really do it for me. How do you feel about Milhouse, Potter? I was gonna uh, one. I'm gonna I'm, I'm preface it by saying you know, everyone deserves a bad take or two. <laughs> um, I I think that's an interesting. Uh, I think that's a con- very good constructive criticism because me and Blythe fight all the time about owning Millhouse, like who owns, like who's the more, you know, uh, Millhouse fan. But uh, the more I think about why it's because like he really is the butt of jokes and he's got great one-liners in, in, uh, response, but you got a good point. He only, I don't really know what he does, what his, his motivation is other than getting Lisa. 
Um, right. And yeah, you're right. I've only, I think he's, all of the moments I'm thinking of is interactions with Bart, you know, playing second fiddle or being the, the butt of jokes. Um, I'll give you a character. I think, tell me if this is a hot take or if maybe this is like just a common thing. Oh, I'll definitely let you know. I am not, I cannot stand Marge's sisters. Like I feel the way Homer does. Oh my and that God. That might be, that might be a testament to like, Oh, then they work as characters. Like they're supposed to be like, you know, aggravating Homer. But I, I just they're not my favorite characters. And anytime they the spotlight's really on them, I kind of like zone out. I don't know what Man. it is about them. I think it's just their voice is is, you know, like nails on a on a chalkboard. And I just could not care less. Yeah, I, so, I don't know, man. That that's that's me being honest. So I, I don't know if if that's necessarily a hot take. I think um, I think you should definitely check that microphone. You might have just melted that thing because that's a scorching hot take. <laughs> that's like molten lava level take right there. No, I I think you know I I actually can understand that. I I honestly love Patty and Selma. I think I think some of the episodes that revolve around Selma, uh, like Selma's Choice, a fish called Selma. I think those are actually some of my favorite episodes. So I tend to disagree with you, but I can see how sometimes. Uh, just how petty they are and how they treat Homer. Uh, it, it could rub some people the wrong way. They could be like, well, you know, maybe if they just treated Homer with a little bit more respect, he wouldn't hate them so much. You know what I mean? Like they didn't like him from the beginning. I can see where you might end up at that conclusion. So uh, I will, I will strongly disagree, but that's okay. <laughs> everyone, everyone disagrees with me about Miller. Like so it. that's totally okay. Was there any other uh, pet peeves that you wanted to know? Well, I, I, sometimes, you know, everyone knows that I love Lisa and I think, you know, Lisa's, I think she's my favorite character. I'm not going to say she's the best character, but I think uh, there's something special about her. And everyone knows, uh, if they listen to this podcast, that I, I also think Yardley is just the perfect person to be that character. And uh, so I, I really have, you know, fond feelings towards that character. And sometimes, you know, I think that they use her in a way that, is, is more of a, a parody of her sensibilities and it can feel a little, a little cheap. Mm. Like, uh, sometimes it, you know, I just roll my eyes at that. Like there's a, an example that comes to mind is there's a Christmas episode where they get a tree, like a real tree. And it's sort of like a flat, it's supposed to be set in like a different time period, but Lisa or no, actually, no, it's not. It's, it's, it's current day in this, in this joke, but she's making a huge deal out of them buying a real tree and, uh, she's like, she puts a sign on it that says fur is murder, like, you know, a play on fur is murder. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that Lisa, I think Lisa's a deeper character than that. That feels more like, oh, they're just doing this so they can be like, oh, some people are this way. Isn't that funny? And I think it sort of takes away from the depth of Lisa. Like they're sort of just using her, uh, which I mean, you can use all these characters as setups for jokes, but when they use her in that way, it just sort of feels uh, the opposite of how she's intended to come across. And it feels like it sort of cheapens her story in a way. So I'm not a huge fan of that, but again, uh, I, I couldn't make a, I couldn't make some crazy long list of examples for that, but there's just enough that, that I sort of, you know, like I said, I roll my eyes at those and I don't love it. So th those would probably be the, the things that jump out at me when I read that. No, question. you backed them up with like some, some, it's some interesting uh, examples. Those are really good. Um, I'm, I'm gonna move on to our, our next question. So, so good question on that one, C. Trillick. That was like, 
and good job on you, Warren. Good job. Oh, you thanks, put man. Like some hella thought on that. Hey, thank so you. So the next, <laughs> so the next question I got is from uh, Julio Bissarill. Is that how you say his last name? Not sure, but uh, I, I've seen uh, Julio's hit me with some uh, some good replies on Twitter. I, I think I know who this is, so I appreciate the question, Julio. And I apologize if I said it wrong, but this question comes from Julio. He asks, "Longtime listener, first time asker, do you read or collect Simpsons comics?" So yeah, I actually do. Uh, I, I will say that I haven't. There are a lot of issues that I haven't read, but I I have been slowly emphasis on slowly trying to collect all of them, and it's been probably the hardest thing to complete out of everything I collect because there's so many issues, and there's all these variations. Like there's uh, every 40 issues or so they would sort of change the logo and there's like all these different things and filling in certain gaps. Like it would sort of blow your mind how certain issues are just, uh, they're just super hard to find and there's no real explanation why. And they didn't stop making the Simpsons comics until a couple years ago. So there's, you know, not uh, there's, there's a ton of issues out there to try and track down. They also did, you know, little spin-off series like there's Bart Simpson comics, there's, you know, Bartman comics, Radio A- Radioactive Man comics, uh and Radioactive Man comics apparently. Um <laughs> and there's so there's a ton of print Simpson stuff out there. So, it's been a while since I've read them, Julio, but I do think they're awesome. I think the covers are very special and I I think even collecting them from an artwork perspective is is almost worth tracking them down. So maybe one day I'll 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 be on one of these episodes and I'll be like, hey, as of today, I just got the last one yeah. I needed. Um, but I, I'm working on it slowly but surely. I'm trying to get there. Was it was it your episode with uh was it Bill Morrison that you guys spent a lot of time talking about like the Bongo Comics series and all that? It was yeah. So episode 14 with Bill Morrison. Bill was one of the people that started Bongo with Matt, and he was so heavily involved. Uh, in those in the '90s, especially with the artwork and and the stories. So, if if you want some more background on that, Julio, if you haven't listened to that episode, uh, go check it out. Anyone that hasn't heard it, go check it out. But the comics. One thing I will say about the comics before we move on that I think is really cool is people always talk about like Blue Shirt Bart, and Blue Shirt Bart lived on in the comics like well beyond when hmm. you would think. Like there, like you'll see Bart with a blue shirt into the late '90s. Uh, in the comics because they didn't have to follow the same rules uh, as, as the Fox licensed stuff because Matt owned the publishing. So there's a lot of cool stories about that in that episode. So go check it out. All right. So this next question comes from a user named Mac and squeeze, which is just <laughs> great. A Good so name. Mac and squeeze. Uh, they ask favorite. They ask, what is your favorite crusty joke or bit? Um, I think, I, I, there's so many to choose from and I know I'm saying that a lot, but I think my favorite as far as what, what my mind immediately jumps to, and I think most of you will agree, uh, is homie, the clown. I think as an episode, uh, it's my favorite crusty joke because especially the part where, you know, he keeps using expensive stuff to light his cigarettes. Like he grabs an action comics. Number one, he grabs like a thing of expensive pearls. Like he's using things that he shouldn't be able to use to light cigarettes. Uh, he talks about, uh, okay, fine. I'll just have to cut down on the condor egg omelets. Uh, like I, I, that whole bit about why he opens the school because he's broke because he's wasting money is, is probably the thing that makes me laugh the hardest about Krusty. But that also, they use that same sort of template for him 
throughout the show. So honestly, the real answer is give me anything crusty and I'm, I'm happy, but I think homie, the clown is my absolute favorite. And that, that's just what I latch onto. So homie, the clown all the way. That's the episode where Homer goes, uh, that joins uh, um, uh, his clown school, right? Yeah, he joins a clown and college. They've do, and they got to do the... Uh, uh, okay, yeah, that was yeah. a good one. Classic. And, and your time, having done the podcast, have you learned anything new or really interesting about Krusty? So one thing that I, I'm sure most people know by now is that apparently in the early days of planning The Simpsons, uh, there was actually an idea that Matt had where Krusty would just be Homer. And that's actually why Krusty looks so much like Homer. The joke was going to be, you know, Bart can't stand his dad, but he looks up to Krusty and it turns out they're the same person. So that was like a very, very early like proto idea. I'm sure it never even got out of the room, but that's like, that's, I think that's why, I think I've read that that's why Homie the Clown even exists because they talk about how that was a plan and they thought it'd be funny to do an episode where Homer was dressed up as Krusty. And, uh, you know, I mean, he literally looks just like him minus the, the nose and the tuft of <laughs> hair on top. So I, I think that's, I think that's why, I mean, I, one thing I will say about Krusty that I always bring up, I was born in a small town in Mississippi, just outside of Tupelo. And if you look at Krusty's like, you know, Wikipedia or whatever it may be, he is credited in an, in an episode and online as being from Tupelo, Mississippi. And I can only assume that that's a reference hey. to Elvis specifically because that's where Elvis is from. But I also just like that in the continuity, that is the first time you hear about where he's from, it's Tupelo, Mississippi. So as a kid, I always thought that was super fucking cool uh, because I was like, oh man, no one knows about you know Mississippi. No one knows of this small town. Uh, but Krusty just happens to be from there. So there you go. That is awesome. So this next question, uh, um, I definitely can, I have no input on, but uh, you are definitely probably a pro at this. So let me, um, let me cue up this next question from M. Torres. He's got three Z's in there. But they ask, what Bart tattoo should I get that you haven't seen yet? Yeah, so I'm going to be honest with you, uh, M. Torres. I literally, uh, in trying to come up with a good answer for this, almost everything that I thought of I was like, well, somebody might have that. You know what I mean? Like, there's no real way to know. But I'll tell you my suggestion. And if you actually get this tattoo, please tag me in it or please message me and show me the tattoo. But if you scroll through my Instagram, and this will probably be the easiest way to find it, there's a there's a very early drawing of Bart. There's actually a few, but there's one specifically. And if you if you shoot me a message to remind me, I'll I'll send it to you, uh, M Torres. But there's a there's an early shirt of Bart where he's wearing sunglasses. And he says, now I feel cool. And in those, in that drawing, it was used on a few things in 1990, but it almost doesn't even look like Bart because at the time they didn't really know how to give them glasses because when they're not wearing glasses, their eyes touch. So it's like, how do you give them sunglasses? Because you have to put a gap in between mm-hmm. to make them look like glasses. So it, it, it just, it's a very early, very bizarre drawing of Bart wearing these sunglasses. And I think it's really great. And so I think that would make an awesome tattoo and you know, maybe I'll get it before you do, but we'll see <laughs> my follow up to that. And my second option, and this is something that's a little more of a deep cut. You see even less, but there's an early drawing of Bart in an inner tube sort of being whisked. It looks like he's being like, you know, like the water is violent and he's being pulled down the water. Um, and his arms are sort of flailing. He has a really funny look on his face. And 
if I'm not mistaken, that was mostly used on UK merchandise. So it's even less common to see in America, but it's a very cool early drawing of Bart. And I think you could turn that into a really cool, fun sort of summer tattoo. And uh, yeah, I, those. so I think either one of those you can't lose. Um, now that I talk about them at length, I think I want them both. So maybe I'll just find a place for those also and we can just be friends in Torres. Um, but yeah, Simpsons tattoos, I always, I I like that you asked that because I recommend the deep cuts because anyone can get a Camp Krusty Bart like I have. Anyone can get something like that, but you know, you, you want something different. So is that Camp Krusty Bart the only, uh, Simpsons related tattoo you have? It is not. So I also, uh, (laughs) maybe I'll have to post it. I think I posted photos of these one time. It's been a while though. I also have a very large tattoo on my, on my upper thigh, of Homer as Jesus wearing a crown of thorns. And yes, that tattoo is as ridiculous as it sounds. And uh, so any of you that are like, any of you that are like, wow, this guy's weird. I am weird. It's a cool tattoo though. Um, I've definitely, I've had a few people say that it like, you know, that's, that's almost offensive. You know, I'm like, "Ah, it's, it's Homer though. Dude, that tat (laughs) probably only gets maybe a, a, what, a one to two uh, cameo you know, out in the yeah. real world, maybe. <laughs> yeah, no, no one's really seeing it. I mean, it's really big though. It's really big. Damn. I also, so I do have Camp Krusty Bart. Mm-hmm. I do have a stone cutters tattoo. And mm-hmm. I also have a tattoo of Lisa holding a flower. That's from like a real, and that's why I jumped to some of the old merchandise drawings for this question, because that's what that Lisa's from. It's from like an old backpack. And it's a very like sort of off model drawing of her holding a little flower. And I, I fit it in and like a weird space on my leg that I needed to fill. So, uh, I think that's it. Uh, I feel like I'm forgetting something, but I'll just have to, yeah. How played out are, uh, Bartman tattoos? Not as played out as you would think. Time to get one, Botter. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good turn. All right. Yo, good. Mentor is good one. Good one. Hurry up and get them tasks before Warren does. I, yeah, I, you better I was, beat me to them. Come on. I was, I was curious if you were going to give them good ones or like keep the good ones yourself. Good, <laughs> good, good, good job sharing. Give him some really bad ones. All right. So these, uh, th- this next question comes from Olivia Blackstone, who's, who submitted like some solid questions in, in the past. I think if you go back and listen to the um, other two Q&A episodes, you'll definitely hear her name followed by some really good ones. And of course... Yeah, definitely. Shout out to, shout out to Olivia. Yeah. And so she brought in some, some good ones this episode too. She asked, your podcast slash Instagram page always feels very positive. Have you ever had any bad interactions, possibly with other collectors or sellers? So I will say um, that I have been, I consider myself very lucky that in the entire span of time that I've had Bard of Darkness as a page, as a, as a place to feature my collection, I've mostly dealt with really cool people. I've made friends all over the world. I've gotten, you know, gotten to know several people that just comment regularly or message me regularly and show me stuff that they've gotten. And so it's been a very positive experience. Like occasionally someone will comment something stupid or someone will, you know, ask me if something's for sale when clearly the post doesn't say it's for sale. And that definitely grinds me. (laughs) It grinds me down when people do that, Uh, admittedly, you know, but uh, in general, it's been very, very positive. The only thing that I can say, and I, I obviously I won't name any names, but I have had people, you know, message me and say, you know, you doing this is sort of just bragging. Like you don't tell any of us where you get this stuff. And you're sort of just showing off and you're not trying to help anyone find anything. And that's a real message that I got to where I was like, okay, I don't really know what I can do other than show it to you. Like, this is not, 
most of this is not stuff that's readily available still. It's like harder to find. That's like sort of the point of collecting. So I did have like a weird interaction with someone over that where they sort of, they, they essentially acted like I was somehow a jerk hoarding, for hoarding this stuff. Yeah. Somehow a jerk for collecting this stuff. And so, so at that point it's like, why do you even follow me? Um, other than that, I mean, I, I've had, you know, I do remember a person once, uh, I was, I was doing like a pre-order for a shirt or something and they hit me and said, Oh, this is great. Where do I buy it? And I told him, I said, Oh, the link is in my bio. And they, they just spazzed. They were like, okay, asshole. I don't even want to buy your shirt. Then you can't even send me a link. Like I was like, Oh my God, I'm literally just telling you how to find <laughs> the, the the thing, you know? And, and they were, they, and you know, no exaggeration. They were like, yeah, well you just lost a sale, you know, motherfucker. Fuck you. Like they chewed me out and I was like, okay, great. You know, you know whatever. So it, 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 them it does so happen. much. It, I'm sorry. It, it costs them so much more time to write out all of that than to go to the damn link yeah. and just buy the fucking shirt. In fact, I want to say that I said something <laughs> to that hell? effect. I, I want to say that I was like, you know, in the time that you've been chewing me out, you could have already clicked on the link. You know what I mean? Like, so the internet is full. We all know this, right? Everyone listening, the internet's full of, of idiots and jerks. Uh, but you can sometimes you can sometimes have good luck and find that there's a lot of really cool people and meet a lot of really cool people. So I've been very fortunate. Uh, despite those couple of people, I'm sure there's a few other ones that I, that I'm not remembering, but, um, I do, I do remember actually posting one of those, uh, in my story, but I was blocking out their name and that's actually what led me. There's a few people that I still talk to, uh, as a result of them responding to that message and being like, wow, some people are crazy. Uh, so, so I think that whole thing actually led me to meet a couple of people that I'm still friends with. So there you go. That's, that's a cool thing that I didn't consider until just now. Some good out of the bad. That's awesome. Yeah. And I guess food food must have been on Olivia's mind as well because she had a, a cool little follow-up question, uh, which was, as an American, what is your stance on beans on toast? <laughs> which so, I, I won't lie. Uh, I Prior to this question, I did not know that was a thing. So, Olivia, I, you know, I, I hope this answer is acceptable. I actually do not know what that is like, but I will say um, – I love beans. I love a bean burrito. Um, I love a, I love some baked beans. Uh, so I gotta I gotta think that beans on toast is delicious. I don't see how it would be bad. I don't know if it's something I would think to do, but I gotta say it sounds good. Tell me, uh, Olivia, follow up with me and tell me like what what kind of beans? I, I if, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. it is sort of a baked bean. But if there's variances on that, like I'm I'm game for it. I'll, I'll definitely you know I'll I'll definitely try beans on toast and let everybody know what I thought. It sounds kind of good to me. The more the more I say it, the more yeah. I like the more I the more I want to try it. I've definitely dipped like French fries in baked beans. Sure, I mean, that's like a you know carb. Yeah. Going any any time you're eating baked beans with almost anything, it's sort of just blending in with the rest of your plate. And who who has a problem well with said. that? I don't think anybody has a problem with that. Yeah, I, if if it's allowed, I'd like to toss a question back to Olivia. Maybe she can follow up. But <laughs> I guess what's a what's a weird American pairing like it's a weird what's a weird american food pairing in her opinion i'm assuming she's not from america well uh, being on toast is what kind of like a uk thing yeah i believe it? it's a, a uk okay. thing exclusively yeah um so i'm curious like for her what's a weird american pairing that for us is like you mean that's that's like peanut butter and jelly yeah that just goes together yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. what's something what's something we eat in america that that you find weird olivia i'd like to know so there you go please please let me know what's next botter
All right. Next up is from Connor Lestowski. Lestoka. Connor Lestoka. Lestoka. Oh, my God. I murdered that. Sorry about that, Connor. (laughs) Uh, They ask, any ideas for what a somewhat splurgy Simpsons item would be? Moved into a new house a few weeks ago, and I'm putting my office together, trying to decide if there's something I should treat myself with. Any favorites or something to display on a wall? Yeah, that's a that's a great question, Connor. Shout out to Connor. I mean, this is a lot of friends came through with questions on this, which I got to say is awesome. Connor was also on the podcast. Um, a very, very funny guy, podcast host, writer. Everyone should check out Connor. Um, I I think my what my brain for some reason immediately jumps to, and this is without knowing exactly what Connor is looking for. But I would think that if you're if you're looking for something kind of like out of the norm, there's a doll that Playmates made in the early 2000s, and I'm sure a lot of you, my listeners have seen this, but it's sort of a take on the Treehouse of Horror Krusty doll. He has a good and evil switch, uh, and what he says is determined by what, what the switch is on, which I think is really great, really smart of them to have made that doll. And, you know, he has a pull string, all that. Those, for some reason, have shot up in value so much. Like, they are, I see them going for like three or $400 uh, sometimes now, which is Crazy because back when I bought them, I actually own two again, light flex. Uh, I have an open one and one in the box. And when I first bought them, they were like, you know, you could get one for like 60, 75, maybe a hundred bucks maximum. And that was in good shape. So, uh, for some reason they have become very sought after. So I think that's a good look for the shelf. Connor, throw one of those on there. Uh, in addition to that, I mean, you can't go wrong with animation cells. Like I feel like, you know, that's something that you can spend anywhere from 400 to $2,000 on easily. So you can really spend your time tracking down like, you know, the, like the ultimate one, the one you really, really want, or you can just, you know, sort of browse around, find some cool ones and start a little cell collection. I really love animation cells. The fact that they're, you know, one of one, each one is its own original thing. And they only, obviously they only exist from the early years before the style of animation changed before the, process changed across the board for pretty much all animated shows. So, you know, there's not, there's only a handful of seasons that you can even get them from, which is great. Uh, so yeah, animation cells are cool. They look awesome in a frame. Uh, in addition to that, and I thought about this a little further, there was a line of Simpson skateboards that Santa Cruz made and they, they did like various, like, you know, bites on popular skateboard designs. Like, Oh, this looks sort of like this popular design and so on. But they also did the family, like they did boards that are literally shaped like the family. Um, mm. In fact, Botter can see the Maggie above my shoulder here. Um, that's oh, a little skateboard. Like a, uh, yeah, like a die cut to it. Yeah, exactly. And they're all like that's that. Cool. So I know that's great for an audio podcast. Yeah, Botter, check this out. You see what I'm talking about? <laughs> I, and I've, I keep doing Point this in episodes. Objects, I, do this, yeah. <laughs> I do this in episodes a lot. But uh, so they made Maggie, they made Bart, they made Homer. Uh, in fact, I'm pretty sure they made everyone but Lisa. Maybe Lisa exists as well. I don't have Lisa. I only own Homer, Marge, and Maggie. But the Marge is huge. And it's like bigger than a normal skateboard because they made her to scale with Homer. So she's just longer. And uh, those are fucking awesome. Like they're art on their own, in my opinion. And I think if you're trying to spice up an office, Connor, the skateboards would be great. And they get a little pricey now too. Uh, I, In fact, I used to own a lot more of them than I do now. And, uh, I just didn't have the room for them anymore. And I got what I consider very healthy prices for the ones that I sold. So, uh, those are, those are harder to find They're I think they're from 2007, hmm. I want to say. So they've got a little bit of age on them now, 
getting harder to find. So those are my those are my suggestions, Connor. I would love to know what you end up buying. Please tell me. I got I, I, I want to interject a question because when I think like splurgy, splurgy, like if I'm feeling kind of you know I had a good payday, I didn't really have to pay too many bills on on this check. Um, and I'm feeling kind of like I want to get something like comic booky and uh, something nice for the for the office. Right. I usually go visit Mondo's website. Is there has Mondo and Simpsons ever uh, collaborated on like uh, like posters or pins? You know, I'm pretty sure they have, but without looking that up, I'm not too sure. But that's a great, yeah. I mean, that's they had to have, they had to have. I feel like I feel like they they do a really good job of dealing with like big brands, but also being very selective of like certain, you know, who they team up with. Yeah. I would be surprised if they haven't, but that'd be kind of cool. Uh, no, that, that'd be cool. That'd be cool to look into also. Yeah. I feel like hmm. if there's no shortage of cool, like Simpsons prints, both official and unofficial that you can find online. And if you're like me, like stuff like that, you got to frame it. Like it just looks so good in oh, the frame. For sure. Um, in fact, you know what? I'm going to give a little shout out on this episode. Uh, I just got some stuff framed by my buddy Justin over at Black Mask Framing Co. Uh, you can find him on Instagram if you search that. And I actually just posted a photo of this on Bar of Darkness the other day uh, of a of a Tim West print from 2003 that I had Justin frame. And so if you, yeah. if you need anything framed, uh, he does ship. So Black Mask Framing Co., I'm just going to give him some love because I love him. So yeah, go to my Instagram, find that post, look at it, go follow Justin, get your posters framed. Word. I'll, I'll definitely co-sign that. Check uh, check it out. Um, so our next question comes from Matt Man Forever. He writes, what is something that hasn't been merchandised by The Simpsons that should be? So again, um, I just like the tattoo question, I really tried. Like I would go, oh, I don't think they've ever made blank. And then I would think about it and go, oh my God, they actually have. You know, like there's so, it is almost impossible to think of something that the Simpsons haven't made other than, and I see where Matt followed up. He said, I think the crusty home pregnancy test uh, is great. That is, that is true. They never made that, but in real life, there are so many, I mean, you know, from pizza cutters to cookie jars, to alarm clocks, like toothbrushes, you know, like you name it, dart boards, um, salt and pepper shakers, like it exists. And I got to say, you know, the pizza cutter, is one of the most annoying things that I've ever bought and I use it and my <laughs> wife hates it. Like, I mean, it just, every time you like, it talks. So every time you use it, 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 it spits out a line. Uh, Homer says pizza, the the most beautiful word in the English language. I mean, it's really, <laughs> but so you, anything you can think of, Matt, it probably exists. Uh, but this is a fun exercise. So if you can think of something uh, that the Simpsons haven't made that you would really want to see, uh, I think that would be a fun episode. So how about you guys email me and maybe that's something that we could do in the future. But yeah, if you can think of it, the Simpsons have probably done it. And that's why my room looks the way it does. <laughs> Solid. All right. This next question comes from J. Uh, Libren, Libren 98. Uh, they write, what are your favorite episodes from the HD era? Favorite episodes from the HD era. First of all, shout out to Jaden uh, for this question. Uh, you can you can see Jaden online doing uh, some really great Simpsons impressions. So you guys should go check him out on uh, Twitter and Instagram. Jaden LeBron, you can probably find him if you search for that. Um, but th- this is a cool question because I feel like this is an era of the show that doesn't get highlighted enough. And so I again, I made a little list, and this is the only list that's not exactly in order because I mean it's in it's in uh, order by season, but I didn't put them in order by favorite. 
So mm. these are just a few that I thought were like really great from the last. And just so anyone that's not familiar knows, HD era specifically refers to midway through season 20 to current. So you're talking only the last like 10 or the last like 11 and a half, 12 years um, for that uh, category. So what, what I made that identify real quick. What is the identifying like factor for HD era? Is it as the name implies that the, the animation just got H high definition or yeah, is so there like they, another factor to it? They started making everything HD and they started making everything widescreen. So this is the exact mm. moment that everything switched from the original four by three ratio to the widescreen. The intro changed. A lot of people talk about when the intro changed and things like that. This is the moment that that happened. So from okay. this is like where the first like, you know, new intro was in midway through season 20 and that's when the widescreen HD era started. So I know, I know not a favorite era of most Simpsons fans. I wouldn't call it a favorite era of mine, but there are a lot of great episodes. You guys hear me say this all the time. And I made a list of some of them here. So uh, let's see, how many did I make? I got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I actually made 10 on accident. So that's a nice concise list. There you go. So coming in at number 10, uh, the fight before Christmas uh, number nine, Simsorama, the Futurama crossover. Really, really mm. great. Um, anyone that likes Futurama and and likes The Simpsons, even if you're not a fan of more modern seasons, that's a great episode and you should watch it. Uh, I can't recommend that one enough. I think it's very good. Uh, Bart's New Friend. Teenage Mutant Milk Caused Hurdles. Awful name. <laughs> great episode. Uh, Orange is the New Yellow. Working Mom, written by the great Carolyn Amine. A little shout out to Carolyn. I love this episode. Uh, Mad About the Toy, written by Michael Price. Also love Michael Price. little shout out to him. Uh, the Way of the Dog, also written by Carolyn Amine. This is a very uh, pro-Carolyn Amine uh, list, apparently. I see. I, Columbus, written by Cesar Mazariegos, also been on the podcast. Maybe, I, maybe I'm leading to something here. But coming in at the last spot, Podcast news from this current season, as well as I Columbus from this current season. Really, really funny. Uh, podcast news written by David X. Cohen, his first script in, you know, 20 years on the show. And uh, a really, really good one. So I think if you're looking for, you know, more modern episodes and you're saying, you're saying, Warren, look, I've given these newer seasons a chance, like you said, and I still don't really like it. Well, Take this list that I just gave you. Hit rewind on your on your phone. Write these episodes down. If you don't like at least eight of these ten, I'll just be generous. I'll say if you don't like at least eight of them, then send me some send me a mean message. I think you'll really like these episodes. I think it'll help you understand my point. So I got this, same goes for you, Botter. Maybe, maybe maybe you missed a couple of these too. So I'm gonna I'm gonna challenge you to watch them. I'm definitely gonna uh, give that podcast one uh, episode uh, watch. I mean, it's kind of mandatory at this point. Really good. Really good. All right. Good list, Warren. All right. This next question, we're getting down to our last two questions. All right. So this next question comes from existential.simpsons. They write, what is the first item you would track down for your collection if you had to restart it? Man, that is, uh, that is first of all, a great question. Um, and I really, this is no joke. I'll, pu- I'll pull back the curtain. I spent a good 10 minutes walking around my room uh, after I read that question, trying to decide what that item would be. And I think for some reason, I think I've narrowed it down to this. So I've talked about this a lot on the podcast that I really, really love, like the ceramic stuff, the weird like cookie jars and salt shakers, mm-hmm. things like that. That's just, 
for some reason, there's something about that kind of thing that just really speaks to like a different time to me. I, I don't, it's just like a thing that you wouldn't see as often now, especially not made out of like very breakable ceramic for like a, you know, an animated show. So it's a very odd concept that I feel like has sort of gone away. Um, but there's a, a cookie jar specifically of Bart eating a cookie that's like the size of his head. And I just love this cookie jar. It's when I got it, it had been something I was looking for for a long time. And it's really special. Like he's wearing the blue shirt. It's really well made. Each one looks a little bit different. And when I first bought my house, uh, when my wife and I first bought a house, I actually had it in the kitchen. Like I actually let it function as I didn't put cookies in it, but I let it, you know, it sat in my kitchen uh, before I had a good place to put it in my room. And I think that would be my answer because it has functioned beyond just the collection. I think it's something that I would buy and put in the kitchen as I was restarting uh, this hobby, if something were to happen to it, you know, whatever, a flood, uh, you know, any sort of tragedy, or if I just had to sell it, uh, I think that the cookie jars or more specifically, the more obscure stuff like that would be the stuff I would go for first, because that would look cool somewhere other than in a room with a bunch of other stuff. Well said. It's definitely tasteful. Like it's uh, no pun intended. It's definitely a tasteful. <laughs> um, uh, uh, no, item. I'm going to say pun intended. <laughs> I'm, I'm, uh, and I'm surprised too, only because um, I, I know how much the, the the prototypes that you had gotten, uh, whether a year or two ago, meant to you. And you bring it up just you know just recently the um, the the crusty doll. I was kind of right. surprised. I was thinking you know in my head it'd probably be one of those two. But good, good, good curveball with the ceramic yeah. and good justification too. Like Thanks, I love man. me a good functional collectible, you know, that happens to also look good. It, it kind of hits like every beat. Yeah, and that that Bart, I'm telling you guys, I'm, I'm sure I'm sure a lot of you have seen it, but if not, I'll, I'll, maybe I'll post it again soon. Um, it's on my page somewhere, but it, it's just something really special. Like the fact that Bart is eating this huge cookie, it's just a great piece. It's really, really great. Um, but okay, so. Uh, I, I think, I think we, we hit the stopping point around 16. Uh, I had so many questions and I actually was, you know, 16 was more than I thought we would have time for. I don't even know how long this episode is right now. What are we looking at, Botter? Uh, I got 118 on my, my side. Yeah. So we're, we're coming up on an hour and a half. So I, I didn't want to make it too long. So I assumed 15, 16 would be a nice cutoff. The, if you asked a question and I didn't get to it yet, uh, it'll be in the next month's episode. So the last episode of next month, we'll get back to some of these questions and I'll give everyone time to submit some more. This is a regular thing. So if you've got a question, hit my DM, hit the email, and you can DM me on Bart of Darkness or the podcast IG. I do not care. Just send me a question. If you want to talk about something, hit me with a topic. Uh, but let's let's do let's do number 16. And if I'm not mistaken, Botter, uh, number 16 was sort of two parts. So let's actually just do one of those. Yeah. And let's save okay, for sure. Uh, I thought these were both really good. So uh, let's save the other one for the next episode. I want to sort of let it roll over. Sounds good. So closing out this, uh, this episode is a question from uh, Jerry is bad. Uh, they write, I guess a good question or a good topic for a future guest would be how conscious they all are of the change, negative change, in my opinion of the animation and how the recent 20 seasons have quote unquote lost an effect and charm that comes from facial expressions and nonverbal communications or mannerisms. Not in a way to beat up the new artists or the new seasons, but why, but why was that change made? Is it acknowledged or is it just like, quote, animation is easier now and less shitty for quality, end quote. 
Yeah. So, I mean, first of all, I, and I do want to speak to that a little bit. Um, and I do agree, Jerry, that would be a great uh, topic for a whole episode. And I'm going to, I'm going to take you up on that, I think. Uh, so I'll put that on the list of things I want to do. Uh, I, I agree that there's a certain charm uh, that is lost once the show changes over uh, from cell animation. But what a lot of people, uh, you know, not to imply this on you, Jerry, but what a lot of people don't realize is that that was the Simpsons held out longer than most shows. Um, most shows beyond like the year 2000 had already switched over to um, digital animation. The process was changing and this was there was a lot of pressure on pretty much all shows to change to start go to start animating digitally. And the Simpsons actually held out for about two or three years longer than most shows because of the, you know, the, how long the process is and how, you know, how far into that process they were on X amount of episodes. But also I'm sure that it was hard for some people that had been animating for, you know, 20 plus years to change that process and, and learn a new way. So I'm sure that it was hard for most shows uh, animated from that time. So uh, I, I think what it really comes down to is the reason they changed is because they sort of had to. And I think that a lot of them have to prefer digital now because they can do so much more with it. And it's, it's, you know, it's, it's easier to attain um, a, a quality end product. Obviously cell animation has a certain charm or flair, like I said, due to that hand drawn quality, you just get something that you can't get uh, things get a little too cleaned up at a point and you lose some of that, that rough edge, as I always say. Um, and you'll even hear animators say that they, you know, they, they miss the way like a hand on paper made something look as opposed to mm. doing it digitally. But, you know, I, I think that it's, it's a testament to the fact that the Simpsons has been able to make the show still look great. Like you, you will talk to, uh, and obviously Jerry said he disagrees with that, but if you talk to animators uh, that worked on the show in the early nineties, if you talk to people like Wes Archer, they'll look at the show now and they'll talk about how much they miss it. They're like, Oh, it looks so great now. I think it's beautiful. I think it looks awesome because just like anyone else, it's like, I'll make it, I'll make an analogy here that I think everyone will understand. Right. So it's like when you're in a band and you have people that they're like, Oh, you know, nothing beats that band's demo. Nothing's better than that first record. Nothing's better than that first mixtape. And that's because there's something really raw and rough about those early versions of songs, those early recordings. And there's a reason why that speaks to people. There's like a, there's an emotion that you can't really capture once you're good enough at something. And I think with a show like the Simpsons or any show, all animation across the board, I think that it's easy to look at that. And once things get better, it sort of has that third record or fourth record mentality that a lot of bands get where it's like, Oh, you know, it's too polished. They, they sing more now they do more of this, they do more of that. So it does lose a little bit of that natural rawness, that heart. Uh, but from a quality standpoint, bands want to get better in the same way that animators and directors and people like that want to get better. So to them, an increase in quality and consistency in a lot of, in a lot of ways, it's probably a good thing and you can't fault them for that. I mean, any, you want to get better at everything you do. Um, so if, if you look past the aesthetic of that early art style, um, I do think there's a lot to appreciate about the way it's looked since uh, season 13 to current, um, since they started digital. I think there's something, I think there's a lot I'll say 
to actually appreciate about it if you can sort of separate them in your mind and realize that they didn't really have a choice. They sort of had to move on uh, to the next thing or they would be leagues behind other shows. They wouldn't be able to get stuff out uh, in the same kind of time. So uh, I think that is why and I think that that is something that everyone that doesn't know do read and look into that. Read about how how long they held out. It's it's a it's an interesting thing to read. Fascinating. Wow. Yeah. See, I just taught bot or something. <laughs> yeah. Like, and great analogy too. I, I um I have those type of uh you know conversations, especially when it comes to like a lot of like my favorite hip hop acts who started you know underground, no label support. Sure. Um, and then you know they get into the mainstream, and I think what happens is you know when when you have like uh, a talent, and I'm sticking to the music and, and analogy because it's what I know right now, but um like the kind of the sky is the limit for this act. Like you as a fan haven't has you haven't had a chance to put them in a box or a label right. to quite understand it. So you are more welcoming of like this raw new sound. You're like, I don't know anything about you, but you know, as I start learning, you know, as I start in, in taking your your content or enjoying you know, what you make, uh, I think certain fans get stuck in putting them in that box um, and not realizing that, you know, to your point that the, the goal is to continue getting better. Right. So whether that's, you know, improving your sound, using the latest technology, like, you know, there's a reason why uh, technology advances because there is a need, you know, like we are always kind of pushing forward. Um, so I, I could see maybe, you know, how, how certain fans might get, um, you know, I, and I, I guess I don't blame them. You know, there, there's a reason why that charm resonates sure. uh, uh, with people, you know, and I guess it can be a little jarring when they move on from that to, you know, something that maybe makes their life. I think we're, we're kind of forgetting how how much easier it makes their lives and gives them the ability to not have to worry about minutia things. You know, they can focus on other aspects to make the show better in their opinion. Yeah. And, and that's, that's a great point. And, and I also think about it like this, think about the security that an animator would get. Like, cause if you go back to the early seasons of the Simpsons, you can find multiple stories of like, Oh, this episode came back and it was a disaster. It was not what we intended. This was wrong. That was wrong. We couldn't really fix it. Imagine having the security of knowing because of the way we do this now, that can't happen. So if that's your profession, you're going to be stoked that you don't have to worry about that anymore. So, you know, again, and I, and I see the side-by-sides that people post where it's like the original intro next to the HD one and how stiff the HD one looks in comparison. And I totally agree. Mm. I totally get it. But also animation is, it's been changing for the last 20 years, the way it's made all this, you know, like I said, so uh, you you can sort of understand uh, why things are the way they are, even if you prefer a certain thing, and that's fine. I mean, again, uh, there's certain bands to c- to continue that analogy that I don't think they ever did anything better than their early stuff, and that's fine too. You can feel that way, but at least try to try to appreciate the later stuff as well. As, you know, appreciate the art of it. You know. Well said. Well said. I agree. So we're gonna um, save his his part two of his question because he did have a question directly uh, uh, for you. But um, just due to the timing, we'll save the rest of these questions. Like I said, you, you got a good number of questions. You said there's a few on here that you didn't even uh, have a chance to, to type in and, and keep here. So I think, um, you yeah, know. Yeah, I was, I was really surprised. I was surprised how many there were. So um, I appreciate all you guys for the continued, uh, you know, support and submitting of questions when I do these. Because, again, I could easily go, hey, we're recording another Q&A. Who's got a question? And it could just be, you know, nothing. It could be an empty void. So I'm encouraged that you guys want to hear me talk about these questions and hang out and, and do it. So uh, it's, it's very appreciated, like I keep saying. Well said. Yeah, this was a really good time. Thanks for having me, Warren. 
Yeah, absolutely. So if you want to be a part of the next Q&A or if you just want to be a part of the podcast in general, if you just want to, you know, tell me your thoughts, I'm very open to reading comments and things like that, voicemails, whatever on the actual episodes, if that's something you guys would all like to hear. So, you know, tell me your thoughts. I always stress this, uh, especially in this setting that be a part of the podcast. Tell me what you think. Leave me a review. Give me your feedback so I can always improve and make the podcast better. You can DM me on Simpsons is Greater Than. You can send me a DM on Bard of Darkness. You can email me at SimpsonsIsGreaterThan at gmail.com. Uh, I welcome all communication, comments, all of it. Hold, you know, t- hold me, take me to task on that, guys. Do it. Make me, make me have too much to respond to. <laughs> and try to stump him too. I'm, 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 Please. I want to see more of these uh, challenging questions. Just try to stump Warren. That'd be fun to see. <laughs> I, I welcome being stumped. But before we get out of here uh, on this episode 30, I, I just made it to episode 30, Botter. It's pretty cool. Damn, yo, congrats. Thank you. Episode awesome, 30, the baby. big 3 0. Um, so before we get out of here, Botter, on, on this, uh, this Q&A, tell everyone where to find you. Any shout outs or plugs that you got before we wrap it up? So, uh, me and, you know, uh, this is how uh, close to the hip, you know, attached to the hip, I'm sorry, me and Warren are when it comes to this podcast thing. We both share a new podcast day. So, when his episodes come out, the Short Box Podcast has a new episode. And uh, if the timing is right, our um, uh, Invincible recap and review episode will be out. So, if you've watched the Invincible um, animated TV series that's streaming on Amazon Prime based on the amazing comic book by Robert Kirkman of the same name, Invincible. Uh, we're talking about that this week. Um, and if you haven't watched that, but maybe you've watched the uh, Zack Snyder uh, Justice League, the Snyder Cut as they call it, that was our last episode. Um, we have been kind of focusing more on the recent comic book themed movies and television so- shows. So if you're keeping up with any of those, Check out our, our latest episodes. Like I said, you can find the Short Box Podcast on your favorite podcast app or wherever you're listening to Simpsons is Greater Than. Look for us there. And just like Warren Man, I, I love getting DMs. I love getting messages about the show or just about comic book talk. So you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at the Short Box Jax. That's J-A-X. Uh, yeah. And as always, man, thank you for having me. Always a good time talking Simpsons and chatting with you, Warren. That's awesome. And I will also direct everyone before we go, if you haven't had a chance, head over to the Simpsons is greater than Instagram, uh, where Botter and I actually just started. If you listen to last week's episode, you heard me talk about this. If you go over there, we just started an IGTV series called pod boys. And, uh, it's not really about comic books or Simpsons. It's just about everything in between. It's about our lives as, you know, uh, content creators or attempting to be content creators and all the things that we're working on. So yeah, head over there, watch that. It will also be an audio uh, podcast soon that I might release as a bonus episode. So you can listen if you don't have time to watch. So uh, yeah, give me, you know, take some time. If you, if you'd have it on this, uh, this upcoming weekend or whenever you got a chance to sit down, watch that first episode and uh, come hang out with us, man, on the next one. But uh, as for me, as for Botter, this has been a blast. I'll see everybody next week. Peace. If you enjoyed this podcast, check out the official Instagram at Simpsons is greater than, or follow me on Twitter at Simpsons is great. If you're curious about me or my Simpsons collection, just search for Bart of Darkness on Instagram and Twitter. Thanks again for checking this out. I'll see you next week.